Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of Shadow Self, the podcast. My name is Tim Bearden. I'm your host. I'm also the owner and Enneagram coach at Shadow Mind, LLC, www.yourshadowmind.com. What I'm bringing to you now is called Confessions of a Five. Now, Confessions of a Five will be more personal experiences that I will relay to you and what goes through my mind as a five and as someone who's also trying to grow and become better through the Enneagram. So time to time during our series, and especially this one, I will be popping in and out with little anecdotes and little episodes about things that's going on in my life. And since we're on the topic of relationships, I thought tonight would be a good night to debut Confessions of a Five. I got stood up for a date tonight. Um, It's been a long time since that's happened to me. And it's been a long time since I've been on a date. Let's just be honest. Um, And I'm not going to mention who it was. But it was a little bit shocking that I got stood up. It seemed like she was very interested. Seemed what was going on was fine. Um, And then... I got to the restaurant, you know, about 10 minutes early, and I sat and I waited. Text her I was there, never heard back, maybe she's driving. I wait about 15 minutes, give her a call, phone's off, okay? Leave a voicemail saying, hey, maybe you got lost, not sure you're sure, because the restaurant we were at was kind of off of the the main drag there inside of a little um, shopping complex, so it could have been very easy to miss. About five minutes later, I decided she was probably not coming. Uh, I get home, and uh, I notice that we're no longer friends on Facebook either, or I've been blocked for some strange reason. And it's funny, because the first interaction I've had with this person was asking them out um, for dinner in about a year and a half. And that was the last interaction other than wishing them a happy Veterans Day, since they are a vet. So I was a little bit blindsided by this. And being a five, my first instinct is to retreat. And that's exactly what I did. I went home, and I sat on the couch, and I watched TV for a minute, and played video games, and kind of zoned out, just processing everything. It dawned on me in that time, as I was talking to a couple of friends, that, and and this is a five thing, so I shouldn't be that surprised that I do it, but I tend to treat people in situations more like puzzles than kind of like life experiences. Because when I got home and I was really thinking about it, I found myself trying to type her, which we know from Rizzo and Hudson is not the right thing to do, Technically, you can't really type anyone else anyway. Only they know what their true core motivations are. But we can get a pretty good guess of what number on the Enneagram they happen to be portraying. It was at that point that I was trying to figure out what would cause such a quick and extreme change in attitude toward going out to dinner. And I was coming up not really with much... Other than, over the past couple of years, I've had some, we'll say, rocky breakups with not only my ex-wife, 
but also with a different ex-girlfriend. And so I sat there trying to piece together, maybe, maybe those breakups have led me to having a poor reputation because I didn't handle them well. And I have to sit there and I have to wallow in it for a minute because kind of like Sheldon on the Big Bang Theory, if I can't figure it out, it's just like that itch in your brain that you can't scratch. So I'm poking at everything and I end up thinking it's me. And it very well could be. Reputations spread pretty quick. And while I am growing as a person, I have made some mistakes. And a little bit about my Enneagram type is I can be cynical. I can be misanthropic. But one thing is when I feel blindsided or betrayed, I can become vengeful. And that is a blind spot for me. Yeah, I know more of it now than I did. One of those where, where I'm not a vengeful person because I recognize that in myself. And so with our blind spot paths, that's usually what happens. We don't do them intentionally. We do them reactionarily. And so it's times like these where I start thinking, you know, it's just not going to be anything. I turn very nihilistic. Um, I become very, I become very cynical towards dating and um, whether or not it's worth it. Um, and Christians will often turn to the Bible. I want to give you guys a fair warning, since these are confessions of me. There will be a lot of spiritual elements to these podcasts, only because that's how I handle situations. I'm not by any means telling you this is how you should handle it or what, what you should turn to. I'm just letting you know this is my process. So Christians will often turn to the Bible. And the only verse that really kind of sticks out to me is Isaiah 60, 22. When it is meant to be, I, the Lord, will make it happen. And that helps the dating life a little bit, helps the rejection, helps you from going into this place of, oh man, I keep screwing this up, this is on me, blah, 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 blah. But oftentimes I have to turn to pop culture too. I'm a big pop culture advocate, and I believe that a lot of things that we need to learn as a community can be brought out through lessons and messages within the pop culture that we take on the surface level rather than a deeper level. And no series really got to a deeper level in a long time other than Avatar The Last Airbender. And Uncle Iroh is probably my favorite character on there. He's very wise, he's very even-headed, though he did once have a temper. He has grown, and he's grown into a wiser person, a more peaceful person. And I think that's really where we all want to be. And so when I find myself kind of getting down in those little rabbit holes of self-loathing, I keep thinking to myself, if you look for the light, you can often find it. But if you look for the dark, that is all you'll ever see. That's one of my favorite quotes by him, because it really encompasses trying to see the positive in a bad situation. And that's that's not always possible. That's not always reasonable to ask of somebody, especially if they've endured some kind of trauma. As a general rule of thumb, it's a good way of looking at things. So when I go back and look at my relationships, and I look at the things that have gone wrong, 
essentially I'm looking at the dark. I'm looking at all the dark things. I'm looking at the negative qualities. And as a five, we are attracted for whatever reason <laughs> to the darker side of life. And so it's very easy for us to latch on to those negative thoughts if we're not being fully conscious of it. And another great quote by Iroh is, Pride is not the opposite of shame, but its source. True humility is the only antidote. And a lot of the religions, this is true. Especially in Christianity, the whole point is to be humble and knowing that you even though you are, and knowing that you live in a fallen world where nothing will be perfect, but knowing that there's someone, and, and, and knowing that you're, you yourself will not be perfect, will strive you to continue to grow. And that's why they, the, that's why Christianity follows, follows Jesus Christ, because that is the pinnacle of who you would want to be like. And but the same is also true for the Enneagram, because you have to be humble. You have to be teachable to go through an Enneagram process and to go through any kind of coaching or changes, because if you don't recognize the pieces of you that are broken, then you'll never be whole. And you'll make mistakes from time to time. Lord knows I do. But overall, you want to give people the grace and understanding you would want for yourself in those situations. And that's really what the Enneagram is about, is understanding other people. And I believe that's probably why I found myself trying to type her. So I could look at it from a more clinical point of view rather than an emotional one, because that would have just upset me. And as five, I don't really want to feel emotions, and I need to do that more. But I also recognize it myself that that is a coping mechanism that I need to work on. I will have to say that even though those two quotes were my favorite, the absolute best quote, maybe not my favorite, but I think arguably the best, is sometimes the best way to solve your own problems is to help someone else. And that came from Legend of Korra rather than Avatar. And that was still Uncle Iroh. And so at that point when I was rejected and I came home, I did have myself finding, helping someone else, and I was helping them while I was being stood up and helping them through their own little relationship things and their own communication hiccups. And it was at that point that I realized that that made me full. Like, a lot of times that would have annoyed me being bugged that much. But I found when I was helping him get through what he was going through, it really helped me understand what I was doing and that maybe maybe I started committing a little too much a suicide on my own. And so I'm sure she has her reasons for standing me up. I don't have to like them, but it's one of those things where I can't control what other people do, right? You can just control how you react to it. And the only way I've found to best control how you react to it to understand that person through the Enneagram. And even if it's wrong, the type that I'm thinking of them, they, we know that everyone touches each number at some point. So at some level, communicating with them as that type or th under the understanding of that type 
will go a long way to resolving any kind of conflict or communication issues because it helps the person be understood. And a lot of times in communication, I've noticed, and this is in my communication as well, we tend to be quick to talk. Anyone can talk and anyone can respond, but we all really struggle to understand each other. And the more I start understanding people right now, the more I, I make an attempt, I do find myself, and it's really strange, but I find myself relieving them of whatever they did. I don't know if it's forgiveness because I haven't forgotten what happened. Maybe I'm keeping a, what we call left-hand column of offenses. So I wouldn't say that I've forgiven the person. I would more say that at that point, I just understand what they did and I'm eager to hear their explanation. Because all this adversity, you see it in social media all the time, is the us versus them. And everyone talks about how it just happened over the last four years. It's been going on since the first Bush administration. Uh, w. Bush, not H.W. Bush. And there had been a lot of finger pointing. It was a lot towards the end of the Clinton administration, too. Especially when you started getting into his impeachment trial. So we're exposed all the time to unhealthy forms of communication. And the more we're exposed to it, the more we find it socially acceptable because we see that everyone is talking that way. And that bothers me because as someone who has studied communication, I was a journalism major and a mass communications major. Um, communication is very important to me and how we communicate with each other needs to improve overall. There's nothing wrong with having disagreements. There's nothing wrong with not liking someone on a moral level if that's what you want to do. In as for me, that's not an option. Uh, personally, and this is a struggle for me as a five, because as I told you, I'm very misanthropic and I can be very cynical, but I need to work on finding the best in people and seeing the best in people. And I've been able to do that in the Enneagram. And it's really been life-changing and it's improved a lot of relationships. So that's just, I guess, my little plug. And uh, I want to thank Beth McCord, who has three courses through her, her site. She had stopped coaching for a while during the pandemic and introduced us to those courses. And I took Exploring You, and it opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And I've really dug down deep to better understand who I am and why I do the things that I do. Because I'm not going to look the same as another five. Just the same as another one won't look the same as another one. Think of them like color shades. But I know in my own language what I'm doing. And the Enneagram is like a language of personality. And once you start picking that out, you can see how you do it. You may not do it in a textbook way, exactly how the Enneagram thinks you will. But you'll say, oh, yeah, that can be construed as this. And it's difficult to admit. It really is. But the more you admit it, the more you can grow and the more you can improve. And so I just want to say, when it comes to relationships and communication, never give up trying. 
Never give up trying to communicate. There's a reason why we have books like the Five Love Languages. And there's a reason why the Enneagram exists. There's a reason why all of the personality profiles exist. We want to understand each other better. But we're not. We're putting in the learning, but we're not putting in the work. And I think that's where a lot of us are going wrong. And even in the Bible, it states we should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and even slower to become angry. And I think in our society, it's flipped on its head. And my pastor had gone over this a couple of times over the past year, how that looks true, how we're a very reactionary society right now. And in some cases, life or death situations, for example, you're going to want to trust your instincts and react to that situation. But oftentimes, wouldn't you think that putting yourself in a more thoughtful place before communicating with someone would be better than just waiting to respond to what they were saying. For me, relationships are already a struggle. And because I find people hard to relate to and people find me hard to relate to, maybe that's my own fault. I tend to be a bit of a loner. Um, Shocker, right? I'm sure. But um, it's not that I don't want social interaction. I do. I just like being alone as well. It's a dichotomy that a lot of fives find themselves into because we do need more community than what we give ourselves. And that has been a struggle for me for ever since I moved, um, ever since I moved away from Chicago. And I'm just finally starting to get on that path. But I have to say, I do still need to work at it a lot. Because tonight, instead of going with some friends to an open mic night, which may or may not have been a good idea in a pandemic, it would have still gotten me out and seeing my friends. I opted to stay home, which was probably the safer and wiser decision in a pandemic. But in general, as a five, that probably wouldn't have been, under normal circumstances, the right decision to make. All of this is to say that I'm not perfect. Even though I'm an Enneagram coach, even though I could be viewed as someone who knows a lot about the Enneagram, I'm by no means perfect myself. And I have a lot of growth to do. And I understand where people would need more help. And that's really what I want to do, is I want to help people grow. And that's why I do this. And that's why I love it. I love watching my clients light up um, when they've conquered a blind spot or when they've figured out their number or when they realize that they're moving towards a more healthy them, or even when they realize that they've fallen short, because you're there for them in those moments that are really significant for someone. It's really kind of amazing. Uh, I can go into more detail on my live Q&A on Facebook on Sunday, 2.30 Central Standard Time. I'll talk a lot about me, my coaching, kind of like a consultation online. We're just going to be real brief, but I'll give you all an opportunity to ask some questions in the comments, and I'll answer as many as I can. Any ones that I'm not able to answer, please feel free to email me at tim at yourshadowmind.com, and I will do my best to answer them that way. And don't forget to tune in to next week's podcast as we dive into the gut triad and how they act within relationships. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you have a great weekend.